Welcome to Season 4 of The Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom, where we discuss business agility through customer experience, employee experience, and digital transformation. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom. The Agile World Podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full-stack technology services, talent services, and real-world application. For more information, go to techsystems.com. To read more about the topics discussed on this show, you can go to my website at gregkilstrom.com and read my latest articles or get a copy of my latest book, Meaningful Measurement of the Customer Experience, now available on Amazon and other retailers. Before we get started, I'd like to introduce you to a new sponsor of the show, Basecamp. Throughout my career, whether it was at my own agency or now as a consultant, Basecamp is what I've always relied on to help keep projects on track, on schedule, and on budget. It takes a straightforward approach to project management, it streamlines workflow management, and definitely keeps the team in the loop and on top of ongoing updates, which are all major components in a smooth running operation. No matter if it's a simple campaign or a multi-million dollar project, Basecamp has been a key ingredient in the recipe for a successful project and business. Go to Basecamp.com Agile and sign up today to start a free 30-day trial. There's no credit card required and you can cancel online at any time. If you want to know if Basecamp is right for your team, signing up for that free trial is the best way to do so. Remember to go to Basecamp.com Agile, that's Basecamp.com A-G-I-L-E, to get your free trial. Thank you, Basecamp, for sponsoring this episode. Now, let's meet our guest. My name is Greg Kilstrom, and I'm the host of the Agile Brand Podcast. Brands have never had so much choice in the way that they reach their customers. But at the same time, this means that customers are flooded with branded messages on email, text, voice, mobile push notifications, and more. And more is not necessarily better. According to a recent report by CSG, where my guest today is from, the volume of notifications increased by 270% through voice channels and a whopping 950% via SMS channels in the last year alone. Clearly, this isn't sustainable and brands are suffering by losing their customers' attention. Today, we're going to talk about breaking through the notification noise to drive real customer engagement with tangible results. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome Mark Smith, Vice President, Digital Engagement Solutions at CSG and former president of KiteWheel. Mark, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Greg. Super pleased to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. Yeah, looking forward to, to talking about this with you. So why don't, why don't we start with you giving a little background on CSG and, and your role at the company? Yeah, for sure. So CSG, we're a 40-year-old business, billion-dollar global company focused on helping typically large organizations deliver great experiences to their customers, making it easy for customers to do business with the organization in terms of using services, paying for services, getting support for services. So we're essentially a SaaS business where, you know, with 5,000 employees or so across the globe, helping make a difference in, in what is, a, you know, an incredibly important area right now for all businesses, which is that, you know, customers make decisions on who they do business with based on experience and the experience they get more than anything else. And so the kind of things we do are a big part of helping wide range of companies deliver a better and better experience every day to their customers. Wonderful. Well, yeah, and we're, we're here to talk just about that. So, you know, talking about breaking through the clutter and, you know, in the report from CSG that I mentioned at the top of the show, which is called Context is Key, How to Break Through the Notification Noise to Drive Customer Engagement, there's several reasons why this barrage of notifications is falling short. 
Can you talk about some of the ways that these notifications can actually backfire? Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, there's a, you know, there's a set of things that kind of go wrong um, when brands over communicate, you know, and it's not always, it's not always done for uh, completely nefarious reasons. You know, brands aren't being evil by doing this. Right. Often it's just over enthusiastic, should we say, <laughs> but the over communication, you know, probably the top thing that it does is it, it, it it makes communication irrelevant. And we all we all kind of know this and experience this. It's funny, there was actually a, a report in uh, Inc. Magazine that I saw on, on LinkedIn just, just yesterday, Greg, uh, about one business pottery bar who are being called out for kind of just mass over-communication with their, uh, with their customers. Mm. Uh, you know, customers are getting 20, 30, messages a week oh jeez! and what one of the big things that that creates is this idea of sort of mental opt-out you're not necessarily clicking the button and unsubscribing and preventing further communication but you never read any of you get so many you just don't read them Uh, and that not only does it annoy a whole bunch of customers it's just too much but many people just they're just blank on those those emails coming in and so the brand's frantically thinks it's communicating and sending its messages out, but they're just not even being received or read by by the customer. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's just the danger of becoming completely irrelevant and ignored is a huge danger for uh, for businesses. Yeah. Second is getting the, the kind of the timing wrong. You know, you can have the best marketing campaign and the best message for a customer and you, you could even use fantastic analytics that predicts exactly what this customer needs. But if you don't get your timing right on delivering that message, if you if you try and upsell a customer right in the middle of a complaint that they've got, or you send out a marketing campaign when their systems are down and you've got an outage, that disconnect shows that you're you're not really listening. Yeah. And again it you know frustrates the customer. And all of that great work that went into the analytic model <laughs> and the message and the great marketing activity falls completely flat because you get the timing wrong because you're not smart about when you communicate. Yeah. Um, and so one of the big results that we've we've got in this space, and it, I feel, Greg, is this really moving the industry to a whole whole new level is this idea of, of less is more and, and getting better results by actually communicating less, by being more intelligent about which communications go out. And by sending less, you can actually deliver better business results. And it's kind of counterintuitive to, way, to, to the way the database marketing industries run for the last 20, 25 years, yeah. where it was just sort of assumed that the more you send, the better numbers will, will come back in terms of sales. We've actually shown now uh, with some of the largest brands in the country that actually know sending less will get you increased sales and increased engagement. Wow. Yeah, that's that's good. I, I know the classic one of the classic advertising uh, mantras or whatever is, you know, you need X amount of impressions to to get a sale or whatever. But that's that's really interesting to hear. And, and I think that's a testament to the other things you mentioned, which is relevance and timing and, and everything. So all that said, you know, why is it so tempting for marketers and others at brands to send so many notifications or 
maybe another way of looking at it, you know, what what other hurdles may be standing in the way of well-intentioned brands that maybe even know some of this stuff, but keep doing the wrong thing? Is it lack of consistent strategy? Is it operational, technical, all of the above? What, what do you think there? Well, hmm, good question. So I guess I, I think there's a mix of two problems. Uh, many organizations have both. So one is this kind of, this the remaining kind of old school approach to uh, customer communication, this the inside out approach to communication where, you know, brands believing they've got such a great offer, they've just, it's all just about getting that offer out right. to to the customer. And this this mentality of, I, I know I'm going to get terrible response rates. You know, they're down at the 0.01% response rate, but that's just the nature of it. It's really low. So, if I want more responses, I just send more. Right, right. right. Now that old school approach, I think there's lots of evidence building now that you know there is a there's a new and better way where you should send less, <laughs> uh, and it's not, it's a it's a law of diminishing returns actually going on. But the the other problem that's in in many organisations is the the siloed approach to communication that each product group, each business division they run and decide on the communication plans themselves and there's no kind of central control. And that leads to lots of duplication uh, and it can lead to cross messaging and confusing uh, messaging for, for the customer. But it's a, it's also a classic, you know, the, the new customer, the new name on the file is everybody's favorite target yeah. and everybody just jumps on. Uh, and starts communicating with them, and every product group wants to wants to target the same best customers. And those kind that the, the smart organizations are bringing in a central point of control to oversee that, and so it's an organizational challenge uh, to get everyone to buy in. That you can't just do anything you want to do. You know, there's a central command and control that oversees the customer. As you know, at the end of the day, they're the one thing that really matters. And so um, you can't just send anything you want to those customers. You have to do it in, in collaboration with your colleagues in different parts of the business so that the business comes across as connected and sensible and all those good things. So, but those, those are, it's a mix of that siloed approach and, and the old school over communication approach that is the, the biggest barrier, I think. Yeah, yeah, to- totally agree. I think that's a great way of framing it. So to move from that as well is, you know, let's let's talk about then how do we do this well? You know, how do we move on from that that old school approach and, and the siloed approach? So as far as the right way to to approach things, uh, the report I I mentioned earlier has what's called the STAR framework, S-T-A-R, so see, think, act, react. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about this yeah. and how brands can use it successfully? Yeah, I, I, absolutely. So I, I'll talk. Maybe I'll talk a little bit about what the star items are. So you know, the S is is for C, um, which is really all about you know g- getting a full view of the customer, building a picture of the customer you can look at. Essentially, comes from listening to that customer's activity, seeing what they do, which channels they visit, when they visit them, and building that full picture of the customer and and if you like the journey that they're on with you you know how they change through time what products they've already got what things they're looking into which channels they like to use that that sort of being able to see all of that 
allows a business to then make the right decisions. You can use that data um, to make real-time decisions about about customers. And that's the think bit, the T in STAR is really, uh, it's about intelligence at the end of the day. If you have the ability to see everything uh, about your customer and, and their behavior right down at the individual level and really think, <laughs> think about what's the right thing to do with them given this pattern of behavior. And, and, and for us, what's so important is that that thinking is journey focused. Yeah. It's not just single point in time. Hey, you know, we've got Greg on the line and he's bought this product in the past. So obviously we've got to sell him this product. If it's, it's really, you've got to take this bigger context of the whole journey that, that Greg, the customer is on, make decisions based on that bigger context, um, allows you to truly do the next best thing for that customer. And so, and that's a decisioning challenge. And the key there is you've got to be able to do that decisioning in real time. That thinking has to be a real-time thing because sometimes you need to act immediately. You need to uh, reach out to that customer. You've, they're on the phone talking to an agent. They're on the website checking out some content. You've got that moment is the moment to capture their interest uh, and and talk to them. And so you need the ability to act, which is the, the A in star. And sometimes it's really critical that you act in real time, because that's the only that's the opportunity you've got, or you'll lose that you lose that customer. There's lots of kind of use cases that that need that real time piece. Now the R is there. The the R in Star is is about React because you you don't necessarily want to always act too quickly, right? A because I mentioned this earlier, there may be maybe something else going on with that customer right now. They're in the middle of a complaint process, right. and so you don't suddenly turn it to a sales conversation for. For example, um, it could also be that you're going to appear a little bit creepy and spooky right. if you, you know, go go too quickly back on their recent web behavior. And the the right the right approach with a customer is to just store away everything you see and use it the next time. Next time you see that customer, next time they're in a store, that's when you want to make that offer. And so. Um, getting the timing right is is critical. Now, so that's our process at CSG is to take the customer through that STAR framework and our, our technology, our software runs all aspects of that see, think, act, and react process. But what's really important is that we do it totally independently of the channels. This is This is a tool that can be used by that overseeing control function yeah. to balance activity in different channels it's it's not it's 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 not um connected in and wired it's not built into a channel and therefore restricted to a channel uh, the key is to be able to do that see think act and react across all channels and and see customers bouncing between channels and so that you know our whole approach is this channel independent channel agnostic uh, way and that that's so important for breaking down some of that siloed stuff I was talking about earlier. Greg. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. I think it's such a good approach to have that layer that you're talking about for for so many so many reasons. Um, so that that said, you know what what are some of the platform components that the brands need in place in order to enact something like what you just described? Well, so you know, it's funny. A big thing for us. Is the easy answer is none, right? <laughs> it's what you've already right. got, and that's 
what we see with so many of our customers who've already invested millions in, you know, the best call center technology, the best marketing platforms, the best websites. They, they've put new technology in their stores, Wi-Fi enabled networks, beacons, whatever it may be. They've already invested so much in the ability to communicate. The key to get this this stuff right is the intelligence layer that just makes the right communication go out. It's going to go out through those channels that they already have uh, and those platforms they already have. It's this layer of intelligence that in an ideal setting can just plug in to the existing investment. It's not a it's no rip and replace of whole new systems here to get the next smart. CSG's whole approach is about plugging those smarts into the existing infrastructure. That's great. Well, so my first introduction to CSG was actually due to the acquisition of KiteWheel, which is a platform I'd used in, in my consulting work and where you were uh, president. And you oversaw some tremendous growth there. So I'd, I'd like to talk a little bit more uh, specifically about customer journey orchestration. I think we've been touching on it, you know, this this whole time. But, you know, just talk about uh, customer journey orchestration and it's important in, in all of the things we've talked about. So first, for those that may be a little less familiar with that term, uh, can you describe the difference between what customer journey orchestration does and something like marketing automation, which may be a little more familiar. Yeah. 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 And often, often uh, confused, uh, right. I, I would say. And, and, you know, as this sort of approach of journeys and journey centricities become so important for businesses, of course, everybody, everybody wants to be a journey right. system uh, these days. And, you know, so one, one big difference there, Greg, is I, I mentioned earlier, the, the sort of inside out approach of marketing tools, which is, Hey, I've got a great message. I've got to get it out. Um, a journey is much more about outside in. It's much more centered on the customer themselves and what the customer's doing. And the journey is something that belongs to the customer. It's, it's a two way communication, not a one way communication. It goes across all channels and is kind of driven by the, you know, the customer, the, the experience that the customer's getting as they as they try and do business with an organization. So a journey orchestration should link to marketing tools. So you still need to send outbound messages, right? That's all part of the journey is sometimes you communicate, sometimes the customer communicates with you. Yeah. Um, and so the key difference between journey orchestration and marketing automation is that journey orchestration links to marketing systems, sales systems, service systems, and oversees the whole two-way multi-channel uh, dialogue with a with a customer uh, whereas marketing is you know very focused on the sending out of those communications and unfortunately some of those tools still call it a journey even though it really just is five outbound communications <laughs> right i've i've seen that <laughs> uh, and so it's it's this yeah. outside in thinking of wrapping around the customer and their experience that's that's what journey orchestration is all about. Wonderful. Well, you know, I, I know we have talked about this a bit, but, you know, what, why is customer journey orchestration so powerful when it's done well? Well, it's actually a short, simple answer to that is that the new competitive battlefield for almost all businesses is what experience they're, they're delivering. You know, product and price, the old, the old P's of marketing are, are sort of, you know, decaying away and are all becoming commodity. 
and the the real new competitive differentiator is is experience and customers now over and over again choose the brands they want to do business with based on the experience they they get is it easy to buy what i want is it nice to buy what i want do i get great service and support uh from this business and that's that's what's differentiating who wins and loses and so um and that and it all, and that's where journey orchestration can be the system that runs that for your business right yeah. that makes that experience the right experience for the customer uh, and so i think that's why there's so much interest in it so much talk about um organizations becoming more and more journey centric in their thinking i actually was on a uh, was on a webinar last week with forrester where they were talking all about this it's, it's kind of like the new transformation effort just like digital transformation yeah. has been uh, all the rage for 10 years it's now this transformation to becoming journey centric uh, as an organization it's all driven by delivering great customer experience well yeah definitely you know there's there is definitely a lot of talk about this and there's a lot of statistics and and numbers out there pointing to its its effectiveness as well so you know since it can have such an, a positive impact on experience, which to your point is central to, to most businesses strategy these days and, and to ROI. Why is it uh, so challenging for some organizations to adopt journey orchestration? Yeah. And it is, you're, you're absolutely right to say it's challenging. You know, there's still, um, even though everybody knows how important customer experience is as a differentiator, still, you know, the stats are still, pretty poor in terms of it's only a couple of percent of organizations that are regarded by their customers as delivering a great experience, you know, yeah. and it, it, that's because it's hard, you know, and I, I have touched on some of the, the reasons why, uh, why it's hard. The, you know, the fact that you need to be real time is, is a challenge for, you know, lots of practitioners. It's a new way of thinking to be ready to do something in real time that it isn't all command and control pre-planned. That's a challenge for a lot of marketers. All right. Yeah. The the idea of going cross department uh, and across the organization can need a, a new organizational structure, which is obviously a, it's going to be a challenge. It's going to take time to put that in place and to to turn an organization to be truly customer centric. It, it can be a whole new approach that requires a new C level executive to f- channel down a whole new organization. And so those things make it a tough, lengthy kind of process. Now. You know, the good news is there's a huge amount of, of value there. There's some, you know, amazing stats actually on that Forrester webinar I mentioned. Uh, you know, they were covering these stats like a 30% cost saving by getting the journey right or a 15% growth in sales by getting it, getting the journey uh, right. You know, the value is huge. And, and of course, but you don't get huge values like that for nothing. It does, it's not... If it were easy, everybody would have 15% extra sales growth, you know. Right. Um, so it, it is something. And the good news is, you know, thank you for mentioning the the, the kite wheel history here, uh, Greg. But that, you know, that history goes back almost 10 years now of yeah. uh, real experience helping people get going uh, in this. Um, and, you know, we've at CSG, we spend a lot of time wrapping all of that know-how uh, into a set of tools to help clients kind of make early decisions to get on the right track. Um, you know, maturity 
assessment tools so that they start from the right point and ROI tools so that they can figure out what's got to be the most valuable thing to do. So those kind of best practices, they are available now in the market to help guide folks because it is a real journey, a journey to the journey, I often say. Um, and, and it's going to take time and investment for sure. Um, the good news is there's these huge rewards possible uh, uh, when you get it right. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I've personally seen those those results as well in, in my work. And so, you know, maybe to make it even more practical for, for the listeners here, could you maybe give an example of how an organization can use customer journey orchestration to be more successful? Sure. I, maybe I'll maybe give a couple. I mean, I'll, I'll go back to one. Sure. The, I mentioned earlier the the big retailer, uh, one of the largest retailers in the uh, in the states if not in the world they they made this fundamental shift to stop sending so many communications and what's interesting was it was driven by then their desire to go to a journey style of communication so multiple connected communications to nudge your customer down a particular kind of track and they realized that they already sent so many communications that if they added journey type communications as well, they were going to go really into overload. So did a whole research project on could sending less deliver more? The results seem positive. So they went all in. They now send anywhere from 40 to 80% less communications out to customers on a monthly basis, wow. but add 10 plus million dollars of uh, incremental revenue. Wow. Uh, on the back end. So huge reduction in overall volume, really significant increase in sales. It's like an amazing kind of win, win, win. Yeah. So that, and that's on sales growth. A, a, a quick other one, um, we helped, again, one of the largest banks in the country save a huge amount of uh, their employee time by taking a journey approach to communicating with customers around kind of important events. So, Payments, potential fraud activity, new product applications, collections processes, um, all of those things used to be sort of single action, uh, big blast kind of communications that they moved to a more journey approach of multiple touches, potentially on different channels to kind of make sure the message got through to the customer. And what that saw was a, about a 30% drop in kind of unnecessary inbound calls from customers saying, hey, what's this all about? Because they knew you they, they had got the context ahead of time through the right kind of communication. Yeah. So they didn't need to call and say, why am I getting this demand letter? Or well, what's the problem with someone's got my credit card and I've got a fraud notification? You know, if you get the communication right on the right channel, they don't need to call for help. Right. And what that that 30% reduction is just massive. I mean, that it's a could immediately be a big cost saving, but it also is a, a frees up the the skilled staff on the customer support side to do, you know, more complex things and spend more time with higher value activities with customers. So I, let alone the the huge improvement in the customer experience that you don't have to make a call to the call center and wait in line. And no one likes to do that. So (laughs) feeling the confidence that you've got the right information such that you don't need to make that call. is actually a great thing for the customer. You know, most customers love that. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, one last question before we wrap up here. Um, for those organizations that are, you know, maybe they haven't started yet or they're just getting started thinking through what customer journey orchestration can mean to their organization and how to approach it, what advice would you give to them as they begin their own journey? Yeah, well, talked a little bit about this this early. It's a, something that's a huge thing that we spend a lot of time working on here at, at CSG is this, you know, we realize it's getting into this space. It, there's a sort of big barrier knowing what to do and how to do it. And so we have a, a set of tools that can help get started. Um, these sort of maturity assessment um, approach that allows you to know where you are. And that's so important to be able to set a realistic goal of what, what can be achieved this year, next year, uh, knowing your capability set in your organization is a critical kind of starting point for that. We then have a consulting team that can run workshops to, to evaluate all the different options for journeys and essentially help choose what's the right starting point, which is the best first journey to work on. Everybody starts with, with kind of one journey and then builds out. Um, you've got to get your metrics right. So, you know, lots of organizations have lots of reports on web activity, call center activity, marketing activity, um, new metrics that focus on journey-centric things uh, and what journeys are running and which customers are going through them and successfully buying things, successfully getting help, uh, having a great experience. Key to get the metrics right on that. And then, it, it, you know, somewhat somewhat overused phrase these days, but it really is a crawl, walk, run kind of approach organizations that dive in and try and do everything immediately connect every channel uh, and put every process out there as a journey uh, are, are gonna trip over themselves right okay. uh, from for running too quickly you've got to start with one high value but relatively easy to implement journey that may connect just two or three channels uh, and then build on that experience to expand out and add channels in, add new journeys in, a very much crawl, walk, run kind of approach. Absolutely. Well, Mark, thank you so much for joining the show. Uh, for those listening, what's the best way for them to keep up with what you're doing at CSG? Um, go to csgi.com. Um, follow us on, on LinkedIn, uh, Twitter. I, I love hearing from people. Anybody interested in some of the stuff that I've said here, I'm mark.smith at csgi.com. Um, so feel free to, to email me um, there. And Greg, I, I just want to say thank you. Really appreciate uh, the conversation today and the opportunity to, to appear on your great uh, podcast. Oh, well, thank you so much. Well, yeah, again, I'd, I'd like to thank Mark Smith, Vice President, Digital Engagement Solutions at CSG for joining the show. Thanks for listening to The Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom. Talk with you next week. Thanks again for listening to The Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom podcast brought to you by Tech Systems. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to subscribe on your podcast channel of choice and leave us a rating so that others can find the show more easily. You can access more episodes of the show at www.theagilebrand.show. To get a copy of my latest book, Meaningful Measurement of the Customer Experience, visit my website at gregkillstrom.com. Until next week, stay agile.